You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ellen. <laughs> and I'm Kayla. <laughs> I forgot that I needed to do one more cue for you. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're discussing the final season, episode six, which was called It Was So Foolish. Rude. Yeah. So cruel. Not really. I mean... <clears throat> It's better than saying she's stupid or whatever, which is what it was translated as in the manga in the first part of what he says. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing our summary, spoiler-free discussion, spoiler discussion of the music like we always do. And this time, this episode covered a lot of content, shockingly, mm-hmm. uh, in in whatever, 25 minutes or however long these are. And it covered parts of chapters 107 to 109 and most of 114. I think all of 114. Yeah, a lot. It covered a lot, is what I'm saying. And know, let me consult one of the three volumes I have out <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in some of these episodes. The last one also had a lot of like bits from multiple places. Actually, both the last two episodes, the one, with, uh, one about Rin and the one about Momiji kind of pulled a lot of content from multiple places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had volumes 18 through 20 out. for like the last two weeks so when i wanted to check this i just pulled out the whole stack from 17 to 23 (laughs) i just checked all of them because (laughs) i guess i only needed up to like 22 but so anyway there was quite a lot of content and and therefore we covered this in many episodes of our our podcast uh which was episode 54 called which was called a room is quiet as the edge of the world 55 which was called small changes and chances and episode 58 which was called i need to be brave and i think there's some scenes in like some of the chapters that have been covered, which would be kind of spoily, spoilery. Um, I think that's in fifty-five, episode fifty-five. I want to say um, 58, 58 was fine. That had everything from one hundred and fourteen, and then I think we covered everything in fifty-four because it was like one hundred six and one hundred seven, and I think one hundred six had all the Rin stuff. That's why it's called "Room as Quiet as the Edge of the World." Um, so anyway, <laughs> if you're looking for some more content, I guess, well, you, what you should do is read the manga. I don't know why yeah. you're still here. Why aren't you reading the manga right now? Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot. Anyway, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, that's our shortest episode yet. So efficient. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode opened at Shisho's house. Rin's out of the hospital and Toru's come to see her. Yuki and Haru are there visiting too. And Haru thinks good for you you must be so happy that you're such good friends that she worries about you good for you meanwhile toru struggles not to cry and Rin eventually starts don't cry and toru's like okay <laughs> she joins the kids bringing snacks and he says that he doesn't often hear Rin shouting like that hmm sorry I just thought I'm like you kids keep me young <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a regular dad i'm a cool dad who wants a hump day snack <laughs> <laughs> I can't unsee it. <laughs> he did bring them snacks, so <laughs> the snack is the same as the snack that's offered at Kyoko's grave, I guess, in case anyone cares on a sadder note, I noticed. <laughs> anyway, Shisho says that he doesn't often hear Vin shouting like that. Did your friend's visit put you in high spirits? He asks. Friend? Toru says. She smiles happily, but Rin grabs her by the head. <laughs> they get along, huh? Shisho says. Yep, Haru says. But the violence isn't okay, Yuki shouts. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Shisho's seen everything. Like <laughs> Yuki's always freaking out. Like Yuki and Hiro are freaking out. Shisho was so chill when Rin was grabbing Toru's head. 
While Toru and Rin talk in the garden, Yuki and Haru talk to Shisho. Rin will be recuperating at his place for a while. She didn't want to stay in the hospital, or at the main estate. Yuki confirms that she was locked up by Akito, and Haru says Rin doesn't want Toru to know, and she wants nothing to do with Akito. Shisho asks where Rin was being held. In the cat's room, Haru says. I see, Shisho says. She was in the place where Kyo will be going. And then we cut to the opening credits on that ominous note. <laughs> and then I listened to the opening credits and then Kayla skipped them. I mean... <laughs> 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 At Shisho's house later, Kyo and Toru chat. He thinks that Shisho will let Rin live with him eventually. Don't worry, Kyo-kun, Toru says. You're Shisho's one and only. He lives for you. <laughs> I'm not worried about it, so no more weird phrasing, he says. <laughs> anyway, it's probably a good thing. The livelier the house gets, the less lonely he'll be. Yuki enters and asks if he can come with Toru to visit her mother's grave, as the anniversary of her death is coming up. Of course, it's fine, she says. She'll be going with Hana and Uo, and would love for them to come, but Kyo says he can't go with her. Later outside, she shows, Rin sweeps, and Shigeru <laughs> comes to visit her. I guess. <laughs> Shigeru's pretty good at visiting and not being helpful. <laughs> That's the second time he questionably visited someone in recent episodes. <laughs> Bad luck for you, huh? He says. Not only did you not find a way to break the curse, but I hear something pretty bad happened to you. Rensan was going to tell me the way, Rin says. She lied, Shigure says. Rensan doesn't know how to break the curse. Smart Money says that she was using you as a pawn in her feud with Akito-san. You're lying, Rin says. I won't tell you to trust me, but I know Rensan better than you. We're close. Very close. Rin, you know what? The Zodiac curse will break on its own eventually. You don't have to work yourself to death over it. The bonds from the past are already fraying. We'll be free eventually. We're the generation invited to the final banquet. When is eventually, Toru asks, having just arrived during their conversation. Is it years or decades from now? That's not good enough. It has to break by next spring, or Kyokun will. She asks if Shigure knew all along the curse would break. Of course he didn't, but he sensed the end might be coming soon. This is the first time all the Zodiac spirits have been reborn at the same time. All the attendants of the main house were excited about it, but he thinks it signals the end, a final banquet. And then, you know, Kurenokun's curse broke without him or anyone else even trying, Shigure says. I'll put it simply, Kurenokun isn't one of us anymore. Shigure says that Kureno also thinks the end is near. Tiny changes and catalysts build up and the whole thing moves. Of course, as it stands, Kyokun will still be locked up. Toru is shocked to hear him say this. He continues, Yes, we know. We know exactly what will happen to him in the very near future. But we won't do or say anything. Why? Toru asks. Because that's the cat's role, he says. We Zodiac members are monsters, but when we look at him, we can think, at least I'm not him. The cat is a gift to us, an other for us to exclude. Toru starts to cry. She steps forward and shoves Shigure's chest. Are you mad at me? He asks, and she shakes her head. You said eventually isn't good enough, he says. Do you want to save Kyo? Is Kyo your... But before he can finish the sentence, she backs up and runs away. Out on the streets! A Toru remembers Rin asking her what's most important to her. At the time, she couldn't answer. She stood said her mother without thinking, but couldn't. What came to her mind was Kyo. Why, she wonders. I swore to myself so firmly that day. She remembers the day that she moved out of her apartment that she shared with her mother. She stands in a room surrounded by boxes. Her grandfather asks if there's anything else that she needs to pack. I could feel her disappearing, Toru thinks. As things are slowly removed until the apartment is bare, an image of her mother sitting and smiling in the apartment dissipates as well. She'd been there so recently... She was sitting there and smiling like always, but I could feel her slowly disappearing. Let's go, Kyoko-san, her grandfather says. Toru cries. I swore to myself that I always put my mother first in my heart. I believe that if I kept loving her first, my memories and our promise would never fade, Toru thinks. 
We see her kneeling and sobbing beside her mother's body at the hospital. Always together, she thinks. Because if I didn't believe that, I'd collapse. And yet, it's so wrong, but she's going far away. Toru remembers her mother leaving the morning of the accident. Toru? Kyo says in the present, snapping her out of her memories, and he asks her why she's crying. I, I don't know what to do, she says, sobbing. At times like this, you should just do nothing. Wait until you need to do something, and then do it. Until then, he says, patting her head, it's okay to cry. I'm sorry, she thinks. I want to stay here just a little longer, because eventually I really will have to do something, and I think I know what'll let go of when the time comes. On another day, at the cemetery, Kyo runs into Toru's grandfather. You're that boy, Grandpa Honda says. I remember your orange hair. <laughs> Kyo remembers him too, and he asks why he's sitting there. Toru's grandpa is thrown out his back again and is waiting for a ride. Kyo asks if he's okay, and he says he's fine. He asks if Kyo has come to visit Kyoko and thanks him. Is Kyoko, I mean, is Toru-san doing well? Grandpa Honda asks. Kyo asks if he always calls Toru Kyoko. He says that he does. Isn't that kind of messed up? Kyo says. It is. Grandpa Honda says, but I wanted to keep her alive. I wanted to show her proof that Kyoko-san existed in any way that I could, because she looked like she was ready to break forever without that. Do you know why Toru-san talks the way she does? He asks Kyo. He says that he doesn't. Toru's grandpa says that she is copying Katsuya, her father. During Katsuya's funeral, some no-good relatives said some no-good things about Toru, he says. She didn't look like Katsuya at all. Maybe she's another man's child. She'll be no comfort at all. Maybe they thought that she wouldn't understand because she was young. Kyo remembers his mother's funeral and his father yelling at him. Idiots, Grandpa Honda says. Children absolutely understand what adults say. Meanwhile, back at Shisho's house, Kagura hides because Toru has come to visit Rin and Kagura can't face her yet. After Shisho greets Toru and she heads to Rin's room, he talks to Kagura as she destroys his wall. <laughs> <laughs> if she just get together with Kyokun already, I could stop wavering, Kagura shouts. She loves Kyo, Shisho asks, and Kakura's like, Why wouldn't she? That's not even a question! Anyway, I know he loves her! Shisho looks concerned rather than happy. Kakura asks if he's not happy about it. He's worried. Does Toru really love Kyo for who he is, or is it just pity? In Rin's room, Rin asks why Toru came to see her. Toru says that she rudely ran away last time and it's been a few days. Never mind that, Rin says. But why Kyo? He's the cat, you know. Do you pity him? In another room, Shisho explains to Kakura that the previous cat had a companion who cared for him, was at his deathbed, and even bore his child. One day, someone asked her, how are you able to do so much for the cat? Wouldn't you feel sorry for the poor thing? The woman says in a memory. Shisho says that perhaps that's a lovely sentiment, and maybe it was better than his grandfather being alone, but still. Back in Rin's room, Toru wonders if the feelings that she's feeling can be pity. I mean, when I say that I want to protect or free the Junishi, she says... Those are just excuses. I'm hiding my true feelings. I'm a coward. She had put her mother first in her heart, she thinks. But now. I just want Kyokun, she says. I don't want the curse or the somas or anyone else to take Kyokun from me. Tears well in her eyes and she remembers precious moments with him. Because Kyokun is what's most important to me. Kakara runs in and slaps to her heart across the cheek. And she falls back to the floor. You should tell him that, Kakara says, crying herself. Back at the graveyard, Toru's grandfather says that she took those cruel words the relative said to heart. Katsuya was dead and Kyoko-san was wasting away. In a memory, baby baby Toru says to Grandpa Honda, Dad went someplace far away, right? Is Mom going to go there too? She seems sick and she doesn't want to talk to me. Is she sad because I don't look like Dad? If I become like Dad, will she get better? Will she stay? Later, he explains, there was a time when Kyoko left Toru alone for a while, and that's when it started. 
Kyo remembers Kyoko telling him the same story when they met once when he was younger. She never finished telling the story, but now Kyo knows the end. Once, when he was little, he went to check on Toru while Kyoko was working late at night. That night she was sitting alone. She was so lonely, he thinks. In the evening at home, Kyo finds Toru taking some sheets off of the line. Hey, he says, as she starts to remove one of the sheets. What did your dad look like? Toru's taken aback. Earlier she told him that she doesn't remember him clearly, but he asked if they looked alike. Well, not our faces, but um, people say my polite way of speaking is a lot like his. Even Mom said it, it was very similar. Oh, Kyo says. That probably made her happy. Toru steps back behind the sheet, her face now hidden. I lied, she says. I'm not like him at all. She clutches at the sheet hanging in front of her. I'm just copying him because I'm not like him. The truth is, I thought of my dad as a bad guy. Even though I remember his kindness, I thought he might take Mom away with him. So I wanted her to notice me and stay with me. I wanted to keep her alive. We see a memory of little Toru waiting by the front door of her apartment, alone, in the dark, and she smiles when the door opens. I didn't want her to leave me behind, Toru says to Kyo in the present. I'd do anything to feel safe. I just made my dad a bad guy. I'd let go of any promise out of my own selfishness because I'm awful. It was so foolish, Kyo thinks. Toru must have thought hard about it. She didn't want her mom to leave her. She takes the image of her father in her memories, and the answer she came up with was... We see a memory of a baby Toru again, looking in a mirror in the darkened apartment and practicing speaking politely. It was off the mark and ridiculous, but it was what she had, Kyo thinks. Watching her stubbornly keep at it, watching her do her best to hide her loneliness, seeing her torture herself like that, it was so foolish and it tucked at my heart. Toru cries, and through the sheet, he holds her shoulders. I'm sure your mom knew all that, he says, but it helped her a lot. Toru apologizes for suddenly sounding discouraged. It's fine, Kyo says. Say whatever you need to. It's fine. I won't be disappointed in you. Toru hugs him briefly through the sheet, and then we see a poof of orange smoke before transitioning away to Shisho's. <laughs> <laughs> there, Kagura proclaims that she won't apologize. She and Toru communicated with their fists. She never hit you, Rin points out. <laughs> Kagura says that she envies people who can trust others with their wishes and their dreams. She wonders if she can, too. Because that definitely wasn't pity, she says, remembering Toru's confession from earlier. I'm not lying. I can leave this to her. Ridiculous. The side of you is annoying, Rin says, and Kagura runs over and leans on her, shouting, Comfort me! <laughs> As she carries Toru, Toru opens the picture frame with her mother's photo and hands Kyo the picture of her father. You kept a photo? That's very you, he says. Toru remembers Kagura's um, forceful advice that she <laughs> should tell Kyo how she feels. She's about to, but looks down and sees that her mother is gone from the photo in the frame, and she imagines her standing behind Kyo. He asks what's wrong. Nothing, she says. Kyo notices the hat on her shelf and suddenly remembers standing above Toru's mother in a pool of blood. I remember, he thinks, stepping back in the memory, tracking blood with his shoe. I'll never forgive you, he imagines a bloody Kyoko saying. In the present, he panics and drops the photo of her dad. Toru drops a photo of her mother, cracking the glass. She asks him what's wrong. Now remember, Kyo thinks. We cut to black and we hear Kyoko again say, I'll never forgive you, and then cut to the credits. Dun dun dun. <laughs> the animators were like yay I haven't had a chance to add more blood in a while <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> we know that Toru's mom died in an accident we know that she died in a car accident that's said in the very first episode mm -hmm. and like I think we know by now that Kyo is there because didn't he had dream he had dreams about her before I thought mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't super clear but I, I felt like they had already alluded to the fact that he was there um, previously, but I could be wrong. I could be not remembering. Yeah, I think it hasn't been like, clearly ago. stated, but I think 
you could uh, like come to that conclusion fairly easily. Yeah, I, I do feel like this the way that I feel like if you weren't if you didn't know that and you like forgot that two years ago they said that Kyoko was in a car accident. I feel like this is, like, the kind of thing where it'd be like, oh, my God, Kyo killed her, you know? <laughs> like, that's how I felt like it was almost, like, led up to. Like, I understand the interpretation they're going for, but I thought it was kind of funny. It's, like, mm-hmm. really overkill. And the way that he's, like, freaking out and standing mm-hmm. there. Although, I think if you saw someone get hit by a car, you'd be freaking out, too. Yeah. Uh, just saying. <laughs> literally that close, if that's literally what it was like, the way that he's mm-hmm. standing. Yeah, the the blood on the shoe made me... Like, really, you're like, ew. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of a lot. <laughs> the I feel like overall, one difference, definitely one difference between this version of the anime and the earlier version of the anime, like 2001 version or whenever it was, is definitely the gore. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's way more um, than there was. In, there's not a lot, but there's way more than there was in the original version of the anime. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, there's even more than the manga. Like, it's not as much of yeah, an exaggeration, but... <laughs> Well, it's hard to make, like, blood look goopy in a manga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's given, like, really an extra sheen, I feel like, mm-hmm. in that in that scene. Like, it looks like a lot. It's kind of gross. Somebody was really excited to, like, make this a horror moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, but other... Well, I mean, it's very sad otherwise, though. I also mm-hmm. felt like, um, in general in this episode... The voice acting was really, really good in both the sub and the dub. Mm-hmm. Like, Toru's voice actresses really nailed all of the different feelings. And it was kind of a lot, because it was so much content, it was kind of like a roller coaster. So she, yeah. I feel like they kind of, like, really conveyed the feeling of Toru's kind of, like, desperation about losing her connection with her mother well, mm-hmm. and, like, the struggle that she's been having. Yeah. In previous seasons, we talked about it before, and some of the scenes where it kind of, like, is prominent, like, the time where she, like, imagines her mother in, like, the hall and stuff. She has, like, a nightmare and imagines her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happened last season. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We've been, we've been slowly working up to this for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of impressive that in the amount of content and in the, like, 20 minutes, I feel like you get a really good sense of that struggle, even though I feel like this season, at least so far, we haven't seen any of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could feel kind of disconnected because we focus on a lot of other characters so far in this season. There wasn't really a lot of like, I felt like Toru focused time, at least not around these issues, mostly on yeah. her like relationship with Kyo, which is related, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've been building up to it for a while in mm-hmm. the previous seasons. So, yeah. It's the rom com we've been promised, right? <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> with the blood? That's how you do rom com, right? <laughs> <laughs> The sheet scene was really great. I was happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> Kyotoru shippers have been waiting for. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most iconic moments, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, I remember reading that in the manga and being like, oh my god! Because, like, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to hug, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? There is, like, a little uh, sketch. Isn't there, like, a little sketch of him as a cat in the sheets after? Yeah, they made... Um... They actually made a poof instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like a little gag sketch. It's like he transformed anyway. <laughs> yeah, as they're like holding cat. Maybe cat he, Joe he looks was annoyed. But... 
<laughs> maybe he was too emotionally distraught <laughs> from being able to hug. <laughs> yeah. I thought, just overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> yeah, like when Yuki fainted that one time that Toru said his name or whatever, mm-hmm. when he was as a little rat. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Can we talk about Kagura? I also always enjoyed Kagura slapping Toru. Mm-hmm. In the manga, she slaps Toru so hard that she hits her head on the wall and then, like, faints. It's yeah. a much bigger situation than in the anime, so mm-hmm. I think it's probably good that they downplayed it, but... Yeah, since they're um, matter. combining it with other events, it would have yes. like, taken too long to focus on that. I did miss the um, the bit where, like, Rin freaks out at her about right. it, and they have, like, their little moment together, too. But uh, Yeah. It's not... I guess that that's but not it would it would have felt out of place in this episode. The focus is on Kyo and Toru. Yeah. So even though Rin and Kaka are tangentially involved, having them have their own moment is good character development for them, but not essential in this yeah. episode. So there were some. I mentioned there was like a couple chapters. Well, I mentioned all the chapters that were included, but there were some scenes that were not included from some of them. Like one of them was like some Haru and Rin scenes, for example. Mm-hmm. So. Like, again, if the focus is on Kyo and Toru, then I guess removing those is keeps it, the theme tighter or the character yeah. focus tighter. Yeah, I feel like you can get away with more, like, tangential stuff in a, like, in, like, a written medium, mm-hmm. like a manga, than you can in, like, a, a TV episode. Because it feels like, I feel like TV episodes feel like they have to be tighter than a manga chapter does, like, thematically. Yeah, I think you want it to have a theme, like, a stronger theme. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm not sure why that is, but it just, like, know. it's like I've read lots of, like, manga and Western comics where it's like you can kind of go all yeah, over the place all and kind of the same. visit with different characters, and it feels fine. But, like, if you were jumping all over the place in, a like, a TV show, it feels kind of off, so. I think, like, because they're, maybe it's because of the way they're, like, super serially published. Like, obviously TV <clears throat> is serially released also, mm-hmm. but, like, you have, like, two weeks or, like, it could be... It, I mean, you're saying that the Fullmetal Alchemist chapters are released once a, were released once a month, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have like a whole month or two, several weeks that you're waiting for new content in your series, like you, it could be like months before a character shows up if you don't like give a little preview in a mm-hmm. chapter or something. So maybe that's why. Yeah. It's definitely I also like feel more like, accepted, I guess. Yeah, it also feels like, I think... Uh... Like, an episode of a TV show it feels like a more discreet unit of entertainment. Yeah. Like, it feels like it has to stand alone more on its own. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, as you're, like, reading a comic book, it's, like, they feel more like sections of one large story. Yeah. Like, more like like a mini series than a TV show kind of thing, where they just kind of mm-hmm. continue into each other. Mm-hmm. Rather than having to be, like, there's a beginning, middle, and end of this episode. And also, mm-hmm. yeah, that has to fit into the beginning, middle, and end of the overall series. Yeah, like, sometimes the chapters have, like, a beginning, middle, and end arc, but sometimes they lead directly into something else. And, like, mm-hmm. usually the story overall has an overall beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. You know, that's well-defined, but, like, every individual part may not. Mm-hmm. It does seem to be, like, more expected or accepted in the, like, comic book or mm-hmm. serially written medium, visual medium that's not TV. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing with books, where it's, like... Yeah, like a book like an individual chapter of a book doesn't necessarily stand on its own. It's like they can go right into each other and mm-hmm. and stuff. That's why a lot of times it feels better to have a book adapted into a miniseries than to a movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. I think, but yeah, this is why you have to uh, change things when you're adapting <laughs> between mediums because mediums just don't 
different mediums just don't read the same way when you're experiencing them. For sure. And like not every every single element of the story is essential to getting the main point across. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't need the Harun Rinsen. We know that they're cool. Like it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. However, we don't know what's been happening with Kyo and Toru for Mm -hmm. a couple episodes. So we need to have, I guess we need to have focus on them because based on what you and I know about and whoever's listening, who's read all the manga knows like their, I feel like their relationship is very heavily focused on at the end of the series. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of just moving into that part of the series yeah um it seems like at mm-hmm. this point in the anime so cutting out some of the other scenes where of characters who we know are like cool mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine i think yeah a lot of people had issues with this adaptation um specifically the part at the end like the part that i was the the, the horror part mm-hmm. <laughs> where kill was like freaking out and he's like i remember i think people's some people's issues were with the fact that it's like almost they're like like they were trying to make it seem like kyo just remembered what happened but like we mm-hmm. said they already built up this to this point like he does remember what happened we know that yeah he even says in that scene he said like i had put it away mm-hmm. like it's like he was trying he suppressed it yeah he's yeah. trying not to think about it but now it's being like forced to the forefront of his mind again it's unavoidable because he's with her daughter yeah and it's the anniversary of her death and whatnot so. mm-hmm yeah. We know that, uh, obviously, that impacted Toru a lot, but I don't think we've really seen how much that impacted Kyo at the time mm-hmm. yet in the story. So maybe all of that's interrelated. But yeah. Yeah. We I have had bits of like the fact dramatic. that he's uncomfortable in front of her grave, like mm-hmm. in previous yeah, in the, episodes. In this, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hana was like, why do you feel regrets at the yes. grave? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I think if Hana wasn't Japanese, she probably would say stuff like that. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what are these feelings of regrets that you have? <laughs> She's like a huge manga nerd. She has like a whole, whole collections of, of manga. <laughs> they showed in her um, when the fangirls went to her house, I thought. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she read Shigeru's uh, romance novels. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> The ones under his pen name and his good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I think it was like the series, there was like either manga or it was all Summer Colored Psy books or something. Yeah. Or drawer. It was some, one or the other. I forget exactly. Yeah. It was hilarious though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. Perfect. Anyway, yeah. She pointed out that he had regretful feelings in front of her grave, not not sad feelings or, you know, yeah. sympathy or whatever. Any of the other things you would feel at visiting a friend's mom's grave. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all that's kind of tied into the fact that he was somehow, he was at the, he was definitely at the accident. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know more at this point about how he was involved or why he would have regrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I think he would be bloodier if he was involved in <laughs> directly killing her. <laughs> Murder! <laughs> he killed her and he just remembered. Yeah. Unless he just <laughs> kicked her to death with that one shoe. <laughs> In the criminal justice system. (laughs) (laughs) Some kicking deaths are especially heinous. (laughs) These are their stories. (laughs) It's like kicking victims unit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, we turned something sad into something funny. (laughs) 
Hey, if you're just joining us for this episode, <laughs> I thought people know by now. Don't they know us? Don't you yes. know us? <laughs> yeah, it's like this is this is the tone. <laughs> <laughs> this is who we are. We can't actually be serious for more than two minutes, especially about something like this. <laughs> something sad and horrific. Yeah. Well, we spend the actual watching of the episode crying and then uh, we, <laughs> we turn it into like, laughs. Oh, no. It was really sad. Yeah, I was legit tearing up over like the the baby Toru stuff. Like it was really mm-hmm. even sadder than reading it. Yeah, when she's trying to like say, her, like, yeah, her like polite. mimicking the the words from mimicking her that she remembers her father, her father saying. It's so sad. She's yeah, so and the desperate. bit where where her grandpa's talking about how like like children remember, like yeah. children understand, and like Kyo had his memory of. He looked really upset. His father. Yeah. Yeah, I um. I didn't. I didn't describe some of the, his reactions to things, or like other people's reactions to some of the dialogue. But there was always like, in his case, he was always sort of like pained. Like that specific time, he was mm-hmm. really upset, remembering that, and I think and uh, empathizing with her. Obviously, I think it was kind of. I mean, we knew it was real before that he knew her as a child. She didn't know him, but he had. He knew about her from mm-hmm. Tor's mom. And this, like, he talks about going and like checking on her that one time yeah when she was little like he's always known that she's been really lonely and i mean he's always been isolated as the cat and both of them have had a lot of like trauma with their parents in the past so obviously they can relate to each other and i don't think we've seen that a lot from kyo's side yet we usually see that from like toru's side about him right Mm -hmm. i feel like kyo's really uh opened up to his his feelings more um like i mean remember like this was the stupid kid who jumped through the roof and like tried to punch yuki in the face in the like (laughs) first episode like he didn't want anything to do with her Mm -hmm. now he's all like she lost her dad and then she didn't want to lose her mom and now i'm Mm -hmm. sad you know yeah (laughs) what are these feelings of sympathy (laughs) yeah not that he didn't think that but i guess like the thing that we saw previously with kyo is he was dealing with all his own problems and his own feelings and whatever mm-hmm. you know he can be more supportive of her yeah yeah like at the beginning of the series it was a lot of like Toru supporting him mm-hmm. but he's come far enough Yuki. that he can support her too though he's yeah. still got a lot of stuff to deal with obviously <laughs> yeah i mean did you see this <laughs> flashback <laughs> there was blood everywhere <laughs> see that's the jokes <laughs> there it is again <laughs> well plus this so one part of this episode that no, I'm not gonna say it's glossed over, but it's just like glumped in with everything else is this looming like idea that he's gonna be locked up. He's still mm-hmm. dealing with that; it hasn't yeah. gone away. And so Shisho, like Shisho, asked about um, asked where Rin was being kept, and that that stirred up some feels. Everyone was mm-hmm. concerned about that. Yeah, Shigeru was also being an asshole again, which was great. Where he was like, "Oh, we all mm-hmm. know about that." Yeah. <laughs> he looks fucking terrifying in that scene. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and it was really intense. That's why I said... <laughs> it was similar to what he the way that he treated Akito, too. Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> That's why I was like, he's like, quote-unquote, visiting, being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was kind of... He was sassy to Rin, and then he was really mean to Toru, where he was like, yeah, we all know this. He's he's someone that we look down on. Oh, what? Are you mad? Like, are you mad about that? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he's trying to provoke her or if he's just being mean, you know? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have a motivation to provoke... Her. Well, maybe he does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He wants Akito to change, so he wants all of them to change. So maybe he does want to provoke her to, like, yeah. be more... I feel like he is trying mm-hmm. to, on some level. or Maybe. 
What do you I was like him? Yeah. Yeah, like I was like the moment when like like she shoves him and mm-hmm. he like grabs her hand and is like, Are you mad at me? Like he sounds kinda genuine, like when he's like he kinda oh. calms down and is like, Are you mm-hmm. mad at me? And then <laughs> like asks her like what she's gonna do. I don't think he expected that. Mm-hmm. I stated before when we talked about you know, Kyo and Toru as like a couple in the manga episodes that and that Shigure invited her into the house. I don't think that he expected any of this to happen. <laughs> I think Shigure had schemes to um, like that we've talked a lot of times about how the Junishi is super are super isolated. Mm-hmm. That Akito wants them to be on purpose. And she, we know Shigure wants Akito to change and to let people, you know, be not be I don't know, not 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 e not, not not be cursed, but just like he wants Akito to himself, I guess. Yeah, he so wants he... to stop like clinging so desperately to yes the bond she has with the everyone with the zodiac. Mm-hmm. So uh, bringing someone into the mix that's not in the family, I guess his goal was to help that change happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was hoping to stir things up a little, but I don't think he expected like <laughs> Tor to become like so deeply emotionally involved. <laughs> Didn't he once say, like, sorry for getting you involved with this family, like, a couple episodes ago? I forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you're not sorry. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe he is, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he is trying to provoke her. I mean, he did a good job because she did the thing where she put, she shoved him. So yeah. that's her, her way of being mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Toru and Shigure have an understanding with their fists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That scene was changed a little bit, too, since it yeah. kind of combines two adjacent scenes into one, basically. I was just about to say the same thing, because yeah. <laughs> also the part, he says, this basically, like, she's like, or Kyokun will, and then she runs away in the mm-hmm. manga. And then he finds her later separately and tells her all the other stuff that was said in, like, the second part of the scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the manga, I guess, he didn't say that Kareno... Did he say that Karina wasn't cursed to Rin? He must have. No, he didn't. He said it. Okay, to, he said it just to, to Toru. Toru. I kind of like so, being yeah. like, wait, what? But then yeah. it goes back into the conversation. Um, the conversation was a little bit weird, but yes. it. So yeah, he didn't say those things in front of Rin in the, mm-hmm. the second part of the conversation. He didn't say in front of Rin in the manga. Yeah. He only said it to Toru. So. Yeah, I did kind of like Rin being there for so the much, um, the moment where he's talking about how like they all know what's going to happen to Kyo yeah. and do anything because she gives this kind of like slightly she guilty look. Missed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And they all, I mean, we saw them, that kind of idea started last time. No, we talked about how we wished it had started last time, because we mm-hmm. wished that they had brought it up in the Momiji part, because Momiji yeah. said the same, something similar to Kyo, but they changed the dialogue, where he was mm-hmm. like, I'm not giving up on the cat anymore. And the part where Hiro is like, what? She can't be in love with the cat. He's the cat for crap. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's nice to have the other characters also be like, when Shigeru brings it up, because yeah. he's so, being so sassy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Shigeru is an asshole all the time, but sometimes he's kind of in a like, like you're right, but you shouldn't say it kind of way. <laughs> Just like Hero, except yeah. not because Hero's a good boy and Shigeru's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean he is trying to change things. He's just really fed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still don't agree, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. It's 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 a TV show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess this is like closure for Kagura. She hasn't been around for like a long time. Mm-hmm. She was yeah, even saying, nice to see her again. <laughs> "Yeah, I liked her destroying Shisho's house." Yeah, well, Shisho just calmly smiles in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not the first time yeah. <laughs> that that happened to his house. Um, 
But I guess this is kind of like closure for her. There was an episode last season where she, um, Kyo was like, I can't like whatever. Mm-hmm. Not that they were yeah, really dating, little, but like, he not date, kind of not not date, on. not yeah. break up date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do like that she always uh, <laughs> repairs her own damage, though. Like you see her in the scene, like working <laughs> on the wall later. <laughs> Unlike some people. I'm trying to think of who. Well, Kyo just like patched. He just like taped some paper up on the yeah. roof. <laughs> I was like, call a professional if you care. Yeah. <laughs> so you call a professional. You did it. Yeah. Shigeru was like, I'll call the professional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the quote unquote adult here. Yeah. <laughs> Kagero was like, even at this time, it's been like who knows how long, you know, in real time since that happened. Mm-hmm. with Kyo but she was like I still can't face her what if she just pities him and later she was like those feelings aren't pity <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. fine with this yeah essentially I've always liked the little like sort of understanding that Toru has though about the situation also where like you mm-hmm. can see her like she sees like Kagura hiding from her and mm-hmm. kind of yeah. like sort of resigned smile to herself like she kind of mm-hmm. knows what's going on there mm-hmm. yeah and um like, awkward yeah, and since they cut out her, like, being actually injured by Kagura, they don't have the bit where, like, at the end where she's like, well, I won't apologize either, which is cute. But Yeah. And, the, well, and Kyo picked her up and walked her home, which was important, but he, they had the yeah. same discussion outside. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the scene that they have outside where after Toru runs away, after Shigeru talks to her, is adapted from that part, I think. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, because <laughs> he's like, why did you fight? And then... She's just like, I just don't know what to do. And he's like, do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's after from that part. I think oh, it's, um, it's from that part, from but it's like since, um, Chigure, like, ran after her. So they were both right. on the street and then, like, Kyo just finds them and is like, what are you doing to make Toru cry? <laughs> um, <laughs> How dare you? He yeah. says. And, like, Chigure lies about them, like, her having a fight with Rin. And mm-hmm. so, like, and then, like, <laughs> right. later on they have the, the Kagura thing. Mm-hmm. But right, it's right, kind right. of a similar conversation. So, right. The point is, he was nice. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was again that was covered in the episode. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I did like Shigeru kind of like being like, "Oh, they had a fight. It definitely wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I didn't make Toru cry. Please <laughs> don't punch me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wasn't being a dick about how you're going to be confined. <laughs> I like that Toru. I like Toru and Rin's friendship. I like mm-hmm. that she show called them out. Yeah. <laughs> and Haru was like, how nice that you have a friend. How nice in the background mm-hmm. <laughs> in that scene. But, I mean, I think it's true that they're friends. The only... So, I mean, Toru accidentally kind of said how she feels in front of Shigeru and Rin. But she she did literally say to Rin that Kyo is the most important person to her and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so Rin heard it first, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know your best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And you tell your friends about your crush right mm-hmm. and how you you had loved your mother first in your heart <laughs> now you now you care more about your crush right that's normal right yes <laughs> it's normal as far as Rin knows <laughs> oh. Rin doesn't have any friends and she doesn't have any parents so yes. I don't know just like sketchy mother she's figures she's like this seems right yeah <laughs> I don't think she would admit that they're friends either. So mm-hmm. I think I said before, like Toru thinks they're friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Toru is so happy that sh- that she shows like, "Oh, your friend is here." Mm-hmm. 
He's all smiley. It's really funny. It's very cute. I think you've lost the ability to deny that you're friends with someone when you've like sobbed on their lap. So <laughs> for hours, yes. yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I think Rin would like to deny it, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. I'm glad they didn't use the word disillusion. I wanted to talk to you about that, but I wanted to do it in spoilers. <laughs> Save it for spoilers. I will just say that I like that. I like the translation they chose because I've never really liked disillusioned. I know people are attached to it, but it's such a weird word. Though. Yeah, <laughs> like disillusionment. Mm-hmm. It is literally like the translation of that word, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's just a thing that people people don't say that. Yeah, like I don't know, you know, especially not like teenage boys. <laughs> especially not kyo like yeah. <laughs> i i'm i'm emotionally attached to it but i agree that i i think that it's a better translation to say i won't be disappointed in you mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's like i i get what it means but i'm having trouble putting into word what it means because disillusioned is a weird word kind of thing yeah like <laughs> it's a word that literally only means that yeah so like it does, it does mean disappointed, but it's like more than disappointed. We can mm-hmm. talk about it for a long time. Yeah, if you really want to. <laughs> yeah, it. It's um. If you haven't read the manga, I think it's a famous, <laughs> famous line. Mm-hmm. I liked the imagery with the, uh, her mother disappearing from the photo. Oh yeah, I like that too. And then standing mm-hmm. behind her, or behind him rather. Yeah, in the room. Yeah, we had like um, hallucination, guilt trip, mom in the manga with the um. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, disappearing photo was a <laughs> an addition that I liked. It's the same same overall feeling, mm-hmm. <laughs> like disappearing guilt trip or whatever hallucinating guilt trip mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. I do. I did like the effect of her. She looks down in the and her mom's like not in the photo anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like really off putting. Yeah. And then she's standing there, all ghosty like and hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, they changed the they had a change in the end credits again because the the photo frame is cracked. Cracked. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something sort of disturbing about it, which I don't know if it's the vibe that they're going for, but I found it kind of disturbing. Or maybe mm-hmm. they are. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's meant to be like upsetting or unsettling right after that scene to go into the credits and see them see that it's like oh it's it's permanent kind of thing. The, like true. And the last scene, the last um. The last thing in the episode is Kyoko saying, I won't forgive you, mm-hmm. which is really horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, combined with the other, like, with just Kyo freaking out about uh, remembering the accident and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Her being like, I won't forgive you is really um, real scary. And it was scary in the manga, too. I remember mm-hmm. <laughs> we had talked about that. Oh, we finally learned why Kyo- uh, Grandpa Honda-, Honda calls Toru Kyoko instead mm-hmm. of Toru. And it's not because he's, you know, f- that he forgets or whatever. It's he specifically did it because, you know, in some way he felt like he wanted to help, you know, Toru deal with her mother's death. Yeah. I like how Kyo is just like, isn't that messed up? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, kind of. But I did it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like Grandpa Honda knows what's up. We mm-hmm. don't, we haven't talked about him in a long time, but I still like him very much as a yeah. character. I don't know if it really, I don't know if it helps her, but it certainly doesn't seem to not help her, question mark. Yeah. I feel like it probably did at the time. I don't know if it still is, but, but yeah. she's not really. She doesn't live with him anymore. She doesn't so. live with him anymore, so. Yeah. 
Maybe in the future he won't call her Kyoko anymore. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's just nice that she can be vulnerable around Kyo. Mm -hmm. I guess and Rin, but mostly Kyo. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you cry on someone's lap, then you're automatically friends, mm -hmm. as you said. That's how it works. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> you know, in school, and they're like, this is how to be friends. That yes. was definitely step one. <laughs> That's what I learned from anime, at least. <laughs> step one was have emotional trauma. And then step two was <laughs> confess your emotional trauma, emotional trauma while sobbing on their lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, I'll never have friends now. <laughs> Not enough emotional trauma. <laughs> it's like, how about emotional distress? Is that enough? I think so. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to talk about that's not spoilery? I don't think so. Okay. Let's talk about spoilers then. Okay. Next episode we'll is going to be spoilers after the train. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of music, it's just. <laughs> I should get one of those, like you know, the like bass noise from like every single movie trailer. Yes, from... I'll get that. We'll be back after that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after singing whatever we were singing last time, last Christmas, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next time we'll, we'll be back for. If you're not listening to spoilers, we'll be back for. That's right, it's empty. <laughs> next week. It's right to say that with contempt, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't remember what it actually sounded like in the title cards. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it was kind of like... Hysterical? Like, like, that's right. It's empty. That's right. <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> All right. Anyway, whatever. After after spoilers. Wait, no. After, after now for spoilers. See you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how normal people talk, right? <laughs> Why do people listen to us? Anyway. <laughs> On that note, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> maybe we won't. <laughs> uh, so we're back to talk about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you that not using disillusioned is a better choice. Mm-hmm. Because then later he, he's like, I'm disillusioned. And yeah. you're like, it kind of takes you out of the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm emotionally attached to it. Don't come at me. But mm -hmm. I do think I'm disappointed in you makes way more sense. Yeah. And it makes it like seem as harsh as it is for yeah. him to say to her. I'm disappointed for, in you. And for all her. Watch them make it disillusioned later. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for all her friends to harass him over it for mm -hmm. later. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really funny if you said a word like disillusioned casually and then your friends made fun of you after yeah be great. that's a really good point yeah it's like they're not it's like they're not harassing him for being mean to toru for, but for choosing a silly word <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you said disillusioned god what a loser loser <laughs> why are you so literary <laughs> it definitely doesn't seem like something kyo would say now that i think about it mm-hmm I thought he was all like a dumb boy, you know, like a like kind mm -hmm. of like a, a kid, people say, the way that he talks. I wouldn't know. Yeah. But one thing that I noticed that wasn't in this that was in some of the I, I I think that the parts that they adapted from all the chapters totally make sense. But I have some concerns that maybe it's not a concern, but I just feel like they're gonna this is gonna be like a half season. Like mm -hmm. there's so if the next time is gonna be uh that's right, it's empty. That's like referring to all the box and the stabby stabby time. Like, mm -hmm. 
so that's probably the beginning of that and there's enough content that you could have like six episodes or so after that so if they do like a 12 or 13 episode season like it makes sense but mm-hmm. yeah it I'll definitely feels like we're uh, barreling <laughs> toward the end yeah. yeah i don't know what's up with that mm-hmm. i don't i, yeah, I tried probably... googling to try to find how many seasons this was or how many episodes it was renewed for but mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't been able to find it yeah i tried for like five minutes like five minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know after um last year i wouldn't be surprised if the season got cut short so yeah you think maybe just pro- it's hard to produce stuff or whatever yeah because covid mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised but i don't know i don't know how it works i just mm-hmm. i think it's it seems like we're to me like it's going to be a shorter season because some of the things that were some of the scenes that were removed were like Toru remembering <clears throat> uh, Kakiru mm-hmm. and I think there was some something that was basically I feel like the whole Kakiru Komaki stuff is going to be removed that's my opinion mm-hmm. at this point and definitely like it seems like Toru's connection to Kakiru is not going to be discussed at all if you because like that's the first time it's really like brought up i think is when she's remembering her mom's funeral and stuff like that yeah like i think we had um like kakiru being weird about toru in the previous season that's true but i do think like if you were gonna remove anything you could remove that stuff without it impacting the overall story too much yeah i'd be sad to see it go but i mean if you're gonna cut half of the content Mm -hmm. you gotta start somewhere yeah, I do think it is possible that the next episode will stop before the stabbing, and we still have I time. That. We'd still have time for some other stuff before we start on the. Uh... Maybe it'll just be more Ren and Nikito drama. Maybe they'll have some of the flashbacks with like Shigure and Ren. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be more like main house drama. It could be something else. Yeah, because there's a lot of like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of like Akito backstory stuff we haven't gone into yet. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely because... in the uh, Akito box scene. Is <laughs> I mean, definitely. The title is from, so definitely get something from there. But it's kind of like, it's hard to tell now because they, we find <clears throat> one thing, but then there's like five other things. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. And like, if there's only going to be a couple more episodes, well, I guess I'll have the, the enough time for like Yukimachi stuff. Like, they better, they better... Mm-hmm. No, that's been built up a lot, so they're definitely gonna do something with it. It's not. They're gonna have go. to. They just showed the scene of him being like, "I'm gonna have to tell her," so he's gonna have to tell her. You know? Yeah. It's not gonna <laughs> be like. It's not as easy to remove as like the Kakiru stuff, Kakiru mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, or just completely remove Komaki, who's a good character but a not a main character. Yeah, by pretty any means. pretty tangential. Like yeah, she's like. Like a side character of a side character. <laughs> She's Kakiru's side character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she's like I said, she's Meet Angel and she's great, but mm-hmm. I could yeah, see that. She really only moved. showed up for like that chapter and then like the epilogue stuff, I think, in the manga. So I think so. Yuki went to meet her. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And she was great. There was meat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a side character of a side character. Mm-hmm. Like Kakiru's. Parker is kind of a main character. He's a semi-main character. Mm, I'll give him secondary character. <laughs> wow, that's strong from you because I know that you love him in your heart. So, 
Like he's the main character in my heart, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess the real like main characters are like Toruki and Kyo for mm-hmm. the most part. There's a lot of characters that have a lot of I don't know, like screen time for lack of a better word, but yeah. Not I was so I, much Kakirumachi. Yeah, I have trouble ca- categorizing some characters too, where it's like they don't show up for a long time, but then they're pretty important when they do show up. Yeah, like Momiji. Like... He was gone for like <laughs> well, I mean, like, a long time. I mean, characters that like weren't introduced for a long time, like Kakiru, because it's like true. It's like he wasn't introduced until like halfway through the series, and yeah, then like he's, he's so a pretty important character once he's introduced. But mm-hmm. it's like, can he still be considered a a major character if he wasn't there for half the series? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's something I think about. When, like... Yeah, I don't know. It's like if you really have to draw a line, it's like Toru Yuki and Kyo. But then there's yeah, like definitely a the main bunch of secondary but, yeah. characters. Yeah, there's a lot that I would and then there's, qualify as secondary. And then there's then there's like Komaki and like President Takei and Motoko. Yeah. And, like and then there's, I think there's even like there. a step between that. Like, like I don't think Haru is even a secondary character. Yeah, not really. He, I mean, he's also important, but he's in a, kind of like in a lot of background yeah. stuff. But like I'd he's important like in Rin's him... arc, for example. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Like I think you got you got your main characters. <laughs> you got your secondary characters, uh-huh. and you got your side characters. Then you have your Harus, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got your like incidentals, <laughs> exploding characters. Yes, yeah. It's my Walk on screen my pyramid hierarchy of character importance. <laughs> I understand. I can mm-hmm. get behind this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are some I think that hover on the lines, or maybe move up and down the pyramid depending on the part of the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Harus. I mean, Haru's a good character. He's just not really in a lot of scenes. He's kind of yeah, like in the background. Yeah, he's not super prominent. Like... Same with like Ritsu. Ritsu's yeah, there for like, like he's got like a couple of chapters dedicated to him, and then like he shows up sometimes in the background in between for like a scene or two, but mm-hmm. not as important as someone so like, like Kisa. Uh... Kisa yeah. only has her one thing, and then mm-hmm. she's like there and making progress, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I would say Hero is kind of like that too. Like he's involved in more stuff because he was involved with Rin and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But Yeah, but I'd say like I think Shigeru is definitely a secondary character. He's there mm. all the time and does a lot of important stuff with a lot Making of different moves. characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's there being a, dir- a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> to literally everybody. <laughs> Especially Akito and Toru. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Akito. Mm-hmm. Mostly to Akito. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's our tangent on uh, <laughs> main versus what you secondary up for, right? characters. So. I don't know. It's hard to talk about spoilers sometimes because it's like the rest of the series. That's yeah. what's coming next. And yeah, now I feel it, like and, most like, of our spoiler stuff is talking about like what we think what the I, next episode is going to be based off of the, yeah, the title. And like we know it's going to be something about Akito, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what what else will. Be. It's hard to it's hard to tell now. Now I'm like thrown off my game because I bring so much stuff in, and it's mm-hmm. like. They were just going, like, two by two through all the chapters until, like, this season. So mm-hmm. I sound like I'm mad, but I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> What's I don't happening? think, I wonder, like, is there anything that you would be really upset if they didn't adapt? That you think they won't adapt? I don't know. I do like the Kakiru. How did yeah, I say cool. his name? The Kakiru, uh, the Kakiru Toru uh, connection. Yeah, I do too. It's just definitely like not necessary at all. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like it's about Kakiru, it's not about Toru. So mm-hmm. if you're Yeah. It's somewhat important to Kakiru and Yuki's relationship because it talks mm-hmm. it reveals that like Kakiru's like <laughs> sees Yuki he was as like his like I mean. <laughs> his like empathy uh role model. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big deal. Yuki is his papa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's teaching it him is to be a to be a good how to people. He's teaching him how to people because now Yuki knows how to people, so he's an expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kakiru taught him how to how to be a jerk, and Yuki taught Kakiru how, <laughs> how to be, be nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're different, different as can be. <laughs> That's funny. It would be nice. It's just not. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's not necessary. vital to the the rest of the story. Vital. Mm-hmm. Kamaki shows up and she breaks the curse. Yeah, <laughs> with meat. <laughs> In my fan fiction, <laughs> she cooks a meat dish so amazing. Akito is like that God decides to let everybody go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's like I can't. It was the banquet to end all banquets. Yeah, she's like I can't deal with all these zodiac people. They're distracting me from eating this meat. You guys can go. <laughs> Get out of here! And they're all crying. <laughs> crying into their meat. <laughs> Perfect. That's how it's going to end. Prediction set. Yes. I mean, there's sort of Omiji's curse breaking that was important. He's His arc is done now, except for him talking to Okido mm-hmm. after, which we'll, they'll definitely have, probably. Probably. Yeah. Like, they'll definitely got, have... I hope they have all the Yuki curse, Machi. Yeah, we got Hero's curse breaking, which I think will stay in there. Right. It'll have to, because it's kind of like the trigger. That yeah, it kind of triggers Okido over the edge. Yeah. Last bit, and plus you have all the, you get the nice payoff from the the baby. Then he uh, can hug his sister. Yeah, the baby sister stuff. For... <laughs> I'm screaming. And it's sweet. It's great. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> the, I hope they have all the. There's like two big Yuki Machi scenes to come. I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, because there's like them going to the shop and he gives her the mogeta, little mogeta, or the big mm-hmm. mogeta. Or Little Mogeta, I forget. Little Mogeta. Yeah, that's something I feel <laughs> might be cut, and I'll be a little sad, is the, like, I own no. shop stuff. <laughs> it seems like, because mm-hmm. they just kind of skipped over them in that one scene. So. Yeah. But then I hope they have the scene where... Well, they have to have the scene where his curse breaks. Mm-hmm. I thought there was, like, another scene where she, like, brings some fertilizer. Yeah. So, sorry, there's toward... three scenes. There's three main that's scenes. That's that the I hope... end. I think that's part of that scene, isn't it? So... <sighs> I don't have them volume in front of me but isn't I don't that... know hold on <laughs> oh yeah when Corino stuff I guess that has to happen too oh yeah Jesus you have something to say <laughs> I'm holding him pretty close to the microphone right now <laughs> <laughs> you laughing no she just meets him for like a date she brings him fertilizer before so first he brings her the he brings her the tiny, tiny mogeta then... then she brings him fertilizer and they meet in the subway and then they hold mm-hmm. hands and shit it's like a mini confession. Mm-hmm. Then they meet for just like a regular... Yuki's like, I have something that I want to tell you. And so they meet and then the curse breaks. Yeah. And he cries. I want all three. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. Can we negotiate? <laughs> they'll definitely have to have... They'll definitely, definitely have to have the last one. Maybe they'll combine it together or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want those. Uh, there's definitely not going to not have any of the Kyotoru stuff. Yeah. She's definitely going to have to f- go to the hospital and get stabbed and whatnot. Akito's mm-hmm. going to have to stab Karino. Oh, I hope they bring back the good maid. Yeah. I even called her, shouted her out before. 
Yeah, I feel like they put that scene of like Ayame Amine at the beginning of that one episode so that they can kind of cover that and cut that longer scene. How dare the shop? So I guess we'll find out what happens. Obviously, had to see go, but again, not very relevant to the. It's not of the series, required so. for mm-hmm. the overall ending of the series. What is required is Akito going all stabby stabby. Yeah. Which I think is going to start happening soon, if not next episode. It's like, but how can Yuki Machi develop their relationship without Mugeta? <laughs> <laughs> Mugeta is a definitely a tertiary character. <laughs> There's a whole background of Mugeta at the school or whatever. Like um in the costume at the culture festival. Mm-hmm. Therefore Mogeta's background character, right? <laughs> We, no? saw bits of, we saw bits of the Mogeta anime. And so far, there's some been kid more. Was listening to the Mogeta theme song. Theme song. <laughs> there's been more scenes with Mogeta than there have been of Komaki. Just yes. <laughs> Mogeta is a more important character than Komaki. <laughs> well, I've said what Maybe I need Mugeta to say. Maybe Mogeta will break huh? the curse. <laughs> Mogeta has powers. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Uh, wasn't the thing where it was like, oh, Mogeta, you need to overcome. Like, Mogeta was, like, possessed or whatever. I can't remember yeah, what Mugeta exactly it is. Mogeta had, like, an but... evil dark side. <laughs> yeah. And the kid is like, <laughs> how come we know so much about Mogeta? Isn't it? <laughs> Kid's like, come back to us, Mogeta. Get a hold of yourself, Mogeta. <laughs> Mogeta's like, listen, I've been there, guys. Okay, yeah. you just gotta wrangle this thing. Mogeta suddenly has, like, um, Ryan Reynolds' voice, like, in uh, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it is Ryan Reynolds, right? Um, yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Mogeta suddenly speaks in Ryan Reynolds' voice. Listen. <laughs> I was thinking he'd have just like a really deep, like lounge lizard voice. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, <laughs> get your shit together. <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> Me and Ari have been through everything together. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this episode of Weird Fruit <laughs> Fanfic Ideas. <laughs> Vote for your favorite. Uh, Komaki breaks the curse with me. Or Mugeta breaks the oh. curse with the deep voice his, and um, just with emotional his knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his empathy for their plight. He's able to help them overcome their feelings or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I don't have anything else important to say. Do you? No, I think we've covered everything important. Vote for your favorite. <laughs> Will you write a drabble if people actually vote? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. It's like, it's like that's the uh, the reward tier of <laughs> on our Patreon. Or, like, <laughs> we'll put it on our Kofi or whatever. You have yeah. to pay like three dollars to read it. <laughs> I was gonna say that's not that's not the award winning the Hugo award winning part of Ao3. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> also, I'm not committing to writing travels. But... <laughs> Maybe we'll think of another third third party third party. Wow, uh, tertiary character who can like break the curse. Yeah, like Michan. <laughs> she just breaks the curse by screaming. Yeah, shattering the bonds with her screams and wails. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out she had superpowers all along. Shigeru finally drives her to the edge, where she becomes kind of like Hulk esque. <laughs> you know you know you know no i don't know how the hulk works i don't some good he's always <laughs> angry okay i don't have any other things any literally no nothing else important to say no more predictions about who will break the curse or not <laughs> <laughs> um i guess we'll talk about akito next time 
be fun. And whatever else. With or without I'm stabbing. Sure, I'm sure it'll be horrifying no matter what it is. And we're going to have to make jokes just like we made about Kyo's bloody shoe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.